0: You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano with Currency Cloud, And today I'm happy to have Patricia Montesi from Colo. Patricia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you on. And Patricia and I have recently talked this time, but we've been involved with uh, our relationship, I guess, over the past three, three to four years with you know different relationships. So it's good to finally connect with you and over a recording here on uh, video and, and, and podcast. So it's uh, yeah, it's good to connect for our listeners, Patricia. If we can kick off, if you can give uh, you know a background about yourself and you know, what you're doing over at Colo today.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I. I've spent the last 20 plus years uh, in and around payments, uh, started the first really decade of my career on the issuing processing side. I worked at, um, the, you know, places like Wildcard Systems, which was acquired by eFunds and then later FIS. And then the next you know decade or so really moved over to being a customer of processing, processors in the program management role. And then later in the consulting role. So consulting for, um, you know, corporates that wanted to, you know, find solutions to their, their payments problems. And, uh, you know, I went in a lot to help them put together ecosystems or solutions, et cetera. And it was around that time, 2018, where I became a little frustrated with some of the solutions that were out there. I couldn't really find, you know, optimal solutions for, for my clients. And in lamenting this frustration to my now partners at Colo, uh, it was then that we decided that there was a gap in the marketplace, and that there was a lot of uh, industries and, and verticals, and particularly in B two B and B two B two C, that were underserved um, and that needed a next gen payments hub platform. And so it was then that we um, built and founded Colo.
0: Awesome, yeah. And uh, you know, it took myself just quite a few bit of time to just trying to understand the ecosystem with payments and. And you understand where there's a swipe of a card, you know, what the hell is happening underneath that, which is pretty, pretty insane into that. Could you give, a, I guess, a, a high-level summary of what colo is uh, and the value propositions that you're facing or that you're bringing to the market? And it's quite a few, but it would be great to hear, uh, you know, a few of them here for our just to get an idea.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, just to dovetail off your comment around, it's, you know, difficult to understand the payments world. It's also, imagine, you know, you're the corporate, and you're trying to navigate around who does what and part of the frustration was that you know you can go to all the trade shows and you know everybody says they do everything and it's only when you start to peel back the layers that you actually understand what what capabilities are um, so that was part of the frustration that drove us to create colo and you know the thesis behind colo was that you know a lot of the payment solutions particularly Solution providers, particularly on the issuing side, are, are very legacy, right? They're old. They're, they're not modern APIs, etc. And they're really card-centric, right? And you know, new economy companies and fintechs are looking for a lot more, right? In addition to the normal sort of speed to market and stability and security, they want to mesh up payments modality in ways that you know these legacy providers haven't thought of, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you think of it they're bolting on or they're extending on or they're acquiring through M&A the capability. But what that means is you sort of have the house that they've built, right? And, and, and this seamless integration is not available, right? So with that in mind, what we did was we set out to put together the most comprehensive platform, obviously modern, next-gen in terms of our APIs, et cetera. But really, we designed it to, to, to have omni-channel capabilities, to have as many ways to be able to take money in as possible To be able to, you know, same thing on the money outside, on the card issuing is only one aspect, right? So we're we're very much beyond card. We embrace all of the traditional as well as modern uh, banking capabilities. Um, And all tying that together is this ultra-flexible ledger system in the middle, right? That enables us to move money in a flexible way that hasn't been available before. Um, So it's a unified platform that helps customers, you know, eliminate the need to build an ecosystem, have multiple suppliers, multiple integration points, multiple bank accounts, you know, people going to, you know, I want a specialist for direct push to debit. I want a specialist for issuing. I want a specialist for acquiring. That's a lot of overhead that companies have to look for and then have to manage, right? And then, you know, managing vendors is one. If anything we do, we has got a bank sponsor associated with it and or a licensed entity associated with it. Um, so we're, you know, we're not in the flow of funds, but we are the ledger that moves the fund, keeps track of the fund, right? Um, but, you know, never say never in terms of, you know, do we, do we go there someday? We might, but we certainly have aspirations of expanding our bank partner and currency partner uh, relationships um, as, as we grow and as we move uh, internationally. That's certainly on our roadmap.
0: I'd love to talk about just, you had a vision to come in I mean, to the states wherever you looked at doing this, it, it might be you know the u s was the easier path. but I guess traditionally the u s. is treated as less less innovative when it comes to banking and, and, and financial institutions. I, I'd like to get your thoughts on, is that a valid you know judgment? And then second, did you have trouble finding opportunity for what you wanted to do within that, because you've built a pretty powerful platform off of a banking infrastructure, so there is opportunity right uh, you now how difficult was that for you or is that for you currently um comparable to where you were in you know in europe and in the uk previous you know and you know i guess moving forward as far as innovation are there opportunities you know to to expand what you want to do or are you kind of held back by you know that limitation there
1: yeah i mean a, a couple of things as it relates to you know, we are an infrastructure provider, right? So our, our viewpoint was that we we absolutely want to do everything first party that we can, right? So we're a full-stack processor, processor. Um, we're a full-stack buying processor. Um, but you're correct. At the end of the day, you know, whether we're ledgering or not, uh, as in an omnibus fashion, you're sitting, the funds are sitting in a bank, right? Um, and I think the banks in the, in the U.S. have come a long way. You know, would I say for sure that, you know, they're behind, particularly the rest of the world, UK, Europe. Sure, but I think there's, you know, I think the, I think the economy and the, and the disruptive fintech are, are, are forcing them, or pulling them, right? So, A, a they have competition, right? You know, the point specialists have now become challenger banks. Um, so, yeah. what do you do, you know, what do you do to survive? And so, you see the proliferation of, you know, uh, banks partnering with fintechs, banks looking to be, you know, more progressive in the U.S. around how we're supporting fintechs. And so I think it's really the sort of being pulled into it and the smart uh, financial institutions are embracing that and figuring out how to, to, to move forward. I mean, they were, they were all carrying around the, the banking for auto book for a long time, right? For, for reasons, because, you know, if, if you don't innovate, you, 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 you stand to, to go away, frankly. Yeah. You know, the challenge of anything is it used to be, you know, cute. And now <laughs> it's very, very real. Right, and and people, especially millennials, right? people are migrating to it. They want they want an easier way to engage. They want an easier way to see their you know, unified financial statuses and and all, all in one picture. And getting that from the banks. There's people that are have stepped up and are providing those services in an easily engageable way.
0: Yeah, and, and we've talked about this uh, on on the show quite a few episodes. is you know, some of the banks are actually taking taking that step down to that infrastructure or that that plumbing of where they sit and allowing infrastructures like yourselves and us um, kind of take on that direct to market uh, opportunity and really providing that, um, that access into uh, that regulation or, or depository accounts and letting like, you know, everyone else do their thing on, uh, on top of that. I'd love to get, uh, you know, your thoughts on wh- where you're sitting now, you know, that, that connectivity layer and, and, and that opportunity, are there certain uh, segments or, or niche um, areas that you're seeing opportunities come in as of, you know, the last couple of years, uh, certain markets that are gaining more interest or is it kind of, you know, diversified across the board of interest of, you know, different opportunities that you're getting um, with Colo?
1: Yeah. I mean, from our perspective, I mean, we, we we're very mindful about our go-to-market and, and parallel path that with the evolution of our platform. Right. So there's, you know, very much from our perspective, we enable fintech. We don't compete with them, right? We got you know a lot of people look at what we do, and they're like, "Well, are you in the earned wage space, or are you in are you you know what are are you in the API automation space?" And we're like, "No, we're powering people that are in that space, right?" And so, you know, banking as a service. If you look at you know some of the websites, you can say, "Oh, they say, they do what Colo does." Well, no, Colo is actually the infrastructure layer, and many people even in the banking as a service realm avoid the cardish wing part and or find out it's a lot harder than they thought when they, right. when they started. It's not easy to do, right? Um, if it was, everybody would do it. Right. Um, so we're, we're able and have the opportunity to power a lot of those folks. And you know, there's an aspect that we talked about in a press release last week, two aspects actually, that are really resonating with FinTech, making of service clients, in that we, we, are, we are the first 100% native cloud issuing processor. Um, and a lot of people will say that, um, but if you look closely, you'll see that they have uh, hardware for their supporting their HSMs or their host system modules, which is where all the magic takes place right. related to security and encryption. And they also have a lot of hardware associated with this, uh, the network endpoints. So in fact, we actually have virtualized their HSMs. Oh. Have uh, so the, the ability, what that translates to outside of operational performance advantages is also the ability to you know, spin up, if you will, a third platform, right? We have two platforms now, and we're, we're in the cloud. We can spin up a third one in, uh, in days, not weeks, months, mm-hmm. days, right? And so that led us to, hey, well, what about, you know, a licensed platform solution, right? So to the extent that, you know, in the old days, it took people a year and millions of dollars to actually take payments in-house. Um, a co-author, uh, a much more advantageous solution to that because of the way we... Um, uh, built our platform 100% in the cloud. The other thing we saw that's resonating is embedded processing, right? And, and that's, you know, sort of a hot buzzword in embedded financial services. Um, every software company is becoming a fintech, et cetera. But in fact, there are a lot of uh, valid needs um, to support that, right? And there's, you know, there's players out there today that support just-in-time, you know, cooperative off-type things, I'll say, right? But we actually set out to do it for all payment instruments. Right? So, whether it's a card, whether it's a bank instrument, we actually have the ability to go in and, and go beyond a cooperative auth and allow our customers to be their own system of record. Um, and that's playing an important uh, role in where, where clients are trying to disrupt areas like fleet and fleet cards, where they right. have their own special sauce or data in their platform. And so enabling them to be their own system of record and couple their data with authorization decisions or even funding source decisions. So we support that too. So you can say, Approve, help us from a cooperative office uh, perspective. You can say, yes, no, maybe. And you can also help us say, well, which, which source of funds do I pull? So it's a really robust solution that you know, is resonating a lot with banking and service players as well as um, the fintech world. And it, it, at the end of the day, it can be basically what it allows is For us to marry our processing around any source of value whether it's a loyalty point whether it's currency whether it's precious metal like anything to be transacted against we can actually embed processing and marry it around whatever your system uh needs are
0: yeah it's it's a very interesting model obviously and you know there's been a lot of news around some of the players in the i guess you can say comparable space i wouldn't say it's direct space but you, know, you have Galileo uh, with with you know the, the recent uh, acquisition with Sofi, um, and then Marqueta has got the, this uh, IPO that's being uh, talked about, I guess today or uh, I'm sure it's been over a couple months at least. But you know, playing playing in those spaces, you guys seem to differentiate quite a bit um, in in my opinion. But I guess it, you know, do you see any direct competitors for like a like a whole suite of services that you are providing today from where you're at? And I know you obviously dance in some of the same spaces, but it sounds like you guys are kind of doing your own thing so far here in, in, in the States, at least.
1: Yeah, there's, there's interesting places where, you know, certainly we compete with the, the folks that you mentioned on the card issuing side. The pack, we, we, often, we engage with um, program managed solutions, package solutions as well. Yeah. Um, like some of those guys, right? We'll help take you to market. Um, but we actually differentiated ourselves in that we'll grow with you, right? So if you want to start in a program management solution and graduate, when you scale up towards a processing solution or even over time to a license solution, we have the capability and the flexibility to do that um, within our contract. So we, we specifically engage uh, on purpose, right? Because I think a lot of our competitors in that realm talk about the stickiness and, and, and some of them even brag about the moat that once you're integrated, you can't leave, which to us is just, you know, th- that's not who we want to be, right? We want, we want clients to actually, like their processor and, and see them and see them, you know, helping them grow. Um, and so we've engaged from that model very specifically to allow our customers to grow with us. And then, you know, we do see, you know, we, you know the point solutions, of course, right? Our, our view of the fintech world over the last ten years is, you know, we went from sort of the point solution specialist, the unbundling of banking services, to now moving back, right, and saying, well, wow, that's kind of hard to manage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we we do run into point solutions here and there, but it's interesting because if we went on the card issuing side and, and we have a customer come to us who has already has an acquire, already has a push to to debit processor, already has an ACH processor, they look at our platform and they're like, Oh, I can do all of this with you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have four separate bank accounts, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I don't have to have four separate integrations, i don't have to manage four vendors, that's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. They unified view of their data, a unified view of uh, from a banking perspective is it it, it provides a much more seamless, not just from an integration perspective, from an operational perspective for our our clients. And do
0: you take on that? So when you're program managing, because we have quite a few uh, conversations that we have um, and a lot of the programs don't know like who is actually doing the KYC, who's responsible for the KYC AML. I would imagine that you guys kind of have all these options available and that flexibility to be able to offer to the programs that are looking to come at. Because you'll see, I mean, we, we see quite a few of them that we put into that like tech fin opportunity where they have no idea what financial products are, but they have an opportunity and they can build this awesome, you know, program, but they have, they want nothing to do with that backend, you know, compliance aspect of it. Um, and then you have others who really kind of just want to own everything on behalf of their end customer. Um, I'm not sure if you guys, obviously you have those conversations, but uh, is that kind of how, you know, the, the spectrum's kind of all over the place with that for you as well when you can you talk to your customers as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, there's still a need for package solutions, right? There are certainly people. We just we signed a new client today in the insurance world. And, you know, it's not the core business, right? Yeah. Do they need do they need payments to work well? Do, you know is it a does it add value to their overall solution to be able to say I can pay you this way, this way, and that way? And 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 my competitors can't? Absolutely. But is it strategic to that? right and do they want to manage it in mm-hmm. this particular case they didn't right so they're they look they look to us to help manage that for them so we offered a pack of solutions to them by the same token there's people where payments is going if it isn't now it will be strategic for their business right like think about it, a freelance marketplace and in getting the people that actually you know when uh that work on the on that particular marketplace how, how to get them paid right mm-hmm. Oh, that's something that's ultimately strategic and can it can bring a competitive advantage if you do it well right, right. but but the, but the client that's running a marketplace may or may not have the expertise to go to market in a program managed world because particularly in the us right there's no guide course book that you can read that tells you you know how, what you need to do to get the bank and the network and how you need to get to market yeah, right? yeah, of course. We actually, it, so there's, we actually also offer, we'll, we'll, you know what, we'll give you, we'll, we'll give you processing, but we'll also, we have something called full choice, where you're the program manager and you outsource all of the work to us. And so we'll take you to market we'll, we'll, and we'll show you how to do it, right? We'll show you what a pit is that the networks demand. Yep. We'll, we'll show you what's involved. We'll give you that, hey, these are all the things that happen. We'll do it for you. You learn and we'll train you. And when you're ready and you have the people, you can take it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's hard to find, right, um, out there. And so that's actually something that has been uh, well received from our conference.
0: I would imagine too, like a lot of the conversations that you may have, like like from their vision, like obviously let's take a U turn based off the consulting that you guys are giving them. Like all of the opportunities, you know, when we when we deal with a lot of the programs that they come to us with, just trying to get money out of the U.S. Um, we start to talk to them about actually you have a lot of opportunity with foreign exchange and, you know, it's kind of like this uh, foreign language as you will. So a lot of them, Um, it's that a lot of that's an educational piece and maybe a year or two later, their highest revenue generating area in their business is foreign exchange. Um, So it's just about having those discussions and, and um, you know, being that those those experts in that space really brings a lot of value um, to the end customers uh, at the end of the day, for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, part of the value that we bring, we, you know, we're, we're technically still a startup, right? We're in year three of our life. We've been, you know, live and in production for just under a year, Um, but we're, but we're not young. Um, We've spent a long (laughs) time in the industry. And, you know, with that and our entire team, right? Uh, Not just the founders, everybody we've hired has over 10 plus years of experience in payments. And it's invaluable, right? It's invaluable in, from a domain expertise perspective and helping people design their solutions. You know, everything old is new again. You see, you know, you know, the team cards that have made a comeback and we're like, oh my God, we did that 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> and, and and a lot of the lessons we learned are still very valid, right? right? So the domain expertise runs across, you know, not just from the sales perspective, right? You get a lot of love up front from a lot of uh, folks that are out there today and then you, Get into implementation mode, and then you're sort of, you're oh wow, things have changed, and I can't really get anyone that knows anything. So we intentionally set out to hire you know domain expertise across the spectrum, right from you know sales to launch to operation and scale. We've got people that know how to manage backs and risk and fraud and compliance and all the stuff that matters. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, is particularly in the banking as a service realm, a lot of people underestimated just how complicated it can be, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 didn't necessarily buy into the fact that you needed people with payments expertise coding to your, you know, engineering your platform, but the reality is you do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a a big difference, especially when you're working with the the financial institutions who are uh, really trying to make sure that's buttoned up as as tight as possible. So, well, Patricia, it was really good to have you on today. I guess for our listeners, you know, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you for potential partnerships or, you know, opportunities there?
1: Yeah, so, uh, so right now our website, you know, we, you, can, you can reach out to us via that website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can certainly reach out to me as well. Um, I'm always available and, and willing to talk to folks. Um, so there's multiple ways you can do that.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining today. It was really good information for everybody and I'm uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you guys grow over the next couple of years.
1: I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Take care.